Welcome to Fulfillment Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles that model fulfilling life. I'm your co-host, Dustin Duenas. And I'm your co-host, Salvador Cisneros. And we're here with Matt Hale. We're going to interview him today. And um, go ahead, Sal, take him there. Introduce him. Matt, Matt Hale is an award-winning salesman with over 20 years of experience. He uses the same skills and practices for building great sales teams to teach others how to use our mindset for creating a great life. Now a best-selling author, motivational speaker, and certified transformational coach, Matthew teaches simple and practical strategies to help others take control of their lives so they can see the results they truly want. Success and happiness are like a combination lock, and once you have the right code, everything opens up for you. Matthew uses fun, hands-on experiences to illustrate the superpower lying inside all of us. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thanks guys, appreciate it. You know, we're glad to have this, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna, we wanna start out with your story, um, specifically what got you to where you are now in terms of the business that you're doing, so the sales work and the coaching. Uh, so we can kick it off with that, what, what got you going? Uh, you know, it basically was, uh, I was in a sales career uh, ever since college, just kind of a default career is really what it was. And I basically hit a point where I was asking myself, is this it? There's got to be more to life. You know, there was a little too much struggle, a little too much financial struggle, uh, not really feeling totally engaged and fulfilled in life. And it just kind of stayed with me. Unfortunately, it stayed with me for a long time. I stayed uh, looking for answers for a long time. I didn't know what to do. And, uh, but I knew deep down that there was supposed to be more and I wanted to do more, I wanted to contribute more. And uh, it got me on reading self-development books and how I can start making a change and that's what kind of got the ball rolling. And the more I learned, the more I realized I never learned this stuff growing up, I didn't learn it in school, my parents didn't teach me. Um, and I knew other people would want to learn this because this is really empowering. This is where you take control of your life and it's made such a difference for me. Uh, I knew it was an easy fit to, to do something with speaking and coaching so I could help other people as well. So that's how I got into it. That's, that's pretty exciting. Is there any, was there any specific moments that you remember that, that really flipped the switch? Is there, is there anything in your head that was really defining that made you decide to just go for it? Yeah. Yeah, there was. It's funny you say that. I don't tell a lot of people this, but uh, so I'm in a sales job. You know, my wife and I moved to a new city uh, shortly before this happened and I was, and I'm in sales. So I'm always in my car traveling around and I went to uh, fast food for lunch because I was trying to keep a low budget and I gave him my debit card and it declined. And it was one of those times where we just didn't have a lot of money and I'm like, I can't even pay for it. $8 meal at McDonald's, I had to go in my credit card and I'm sitting there in this empty parking lot with fast food bags in my passenger seat and I'm like, this isn't the life I wanted to live. I couldn't define exactly what I wanted at the time, but I knew what I didn't want. And it was at that moment I said, I will do whatever it takes to turn my life around. And I started reading books and I started doing things that I never thought I'd do. Um, and that's what made the difference is I just started doing the things that other people do that, that are successful. Uh, so it was that moment of just frustration, feeling broke, feeling unhappy, feeling stuck. And it was like I didn't know where to go. But I committed to myself at that time that I would make a change and I didn't care what it, what it took. I would do whatever it took. So Your life became 
about making inspired choices, which is the name of your website, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny that came to me because at the time I liked it, but now that I've been in it uh, for over a few years now, it's, it's even more solidified that that was a great idea for a name because it was inspired choices. Um, we talked a little bit offline about this, about once you get clarity on what you want, you start hearing those whispers, those little mm. intuition moments that really are the way to, to make your fulfillment, your satisfaction in life. So those inspired choices for me were getting rid of cable. You know, it's like you work a long day, I have kids, you go home, you put them in bed, and I'd, I'd watch Sports Center all night. And I'm like, hey, you know, at least I'm just chilling out, I'm relaxing, I'm taking care of myself. But I realized I don't need all that sports knowledge. You know, what, what was that doing for me? So what I did is I turned off the cable and started reading, started watching YouTube videos, started learning more stuff, and I started growing into the person I needed to become to do better things. So I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is like, you know, if you knew how to make a million dollars, you'd already be doing it. If you wanted to make a career change, you'd do it if you knew how to do it. But most people aren't making the choices to do that. The inspired choices make you grow as a person first, and then you see the results you're looking for. That's funny that you use the example of, you know, paying attention to too many sports as an example. Because recently, actually, I'm a big sports fan. And, you know, I had the Bleacher Report app and ESPN, NFL, the NFL app. Yeah. And that's something I checked. I checked all three of those apps. I had to be 10 times a day. And, well, I, and I love going through them. I love seeing all that stuff. Uh, especially because I'm a big football fan. And uh, yeah, about two months ago, I realized this is actually a distraction. Like, I'm, te- I'm checking this a lot. Yeah. Maybe I should chill out. And so that's what I did. I deleted those apps and I... I got it out of the way so it's not constant in my face. Every now and again I go back and you know, follow my, my favorite team, but it's not you know sitting there in my face. It's more about making choices to do things that are actually going to put me towards my goal. Sure, sure. And I, I didn't have a goal when I was doing that. You know what I mean? It's like I thought I was taking care of myself because uh, I was relaxing, sitting on the couch, you know, maybe you have a beer or you're just hanging out and you can watch Sports Center. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. Like you said, I enjoyed all that. But once I started figuring like, hey, I want to do something more, there was less time for that. Because like you said, it's really not benefiting my life unless, you know, maybe I wanted to get into a sports career, yeah. broadcasting or something like that, it would make sense. But that wasn't, that wasn't my direction. So yeah, I just said, you know what? I don't, I don't need this much sports. Yeah. So I still watch it, but yeah. I don't need this much sports. I found it just super interesting because it was crazy. Like, ah, sports, they cut down on it. I'm going to crazy. That was... I ne- it had never occurred to me that that might be a distraction in my life. And putting that in the distraction field was like, ah, oh, I really want to put it there. <laughs> That's right. It's oh, that, hard. That's right. And uh, one thing I coach about and is clarity. You know, you got to know what you want in life and where you want to go. And without it, all these distractions kind of fill up your time and they feel important and you feel like you're doing something. I mean, you know, I was, I could tell you stats, wins, losses, and who did this, right? And I, I was into it. But once I started getting clarity and knew I wanted to go somewhere else with my life and my career and what I wanted to do, it just took a back backseat naturally. It's not even like I was like, just, I got to turn it off. It's like, my focus turned somewhere else, where I wanted to go, started bringing in more opportunities of reading, yeah. studying, taking seminars and things like that. So, you know, it wasn't like I'm turning off sports to find my life. It's like I found my life and sports just took a little bit more of a backseat, uh, so. But clarity is huge, right? Clarity is power. They say knowledge is potential power. 
Clarity is power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I say choice is your superpower. I think choice is the superpower because like you said, with the knowledge, if you don't do anything with it, it's, it doesn't help you. Yeah. But you got to make the choice to, to take what you've learned and apply it to your life as you know, taking action is then what starts the momentum going and everything when you're making changes. So yeah, choice is a superpower because you can choose at any moment to do something different. So if you're not happy and you're not seeing the results you want, you can wait all day for somebody to come take you by the hand and make things better. But if you choose to do something, then right away your power changes and you become in control of what you're doing. I feel like that's something, uh, well, it is something that a lot of people need to work on uh, about making those choices. You know, because you read things or listen to things or you hear speeches even and you, um, you get motivated, but then you lose it. And there's a lot of people who look at some things like that and like, oh, it's just motivational gibberish but you know you, you lose it but I, I it's more about making those choices every single day and being consistent and there are those the, the handfuls that do make the choices consistently and they get to different places uh, but unfortunately the majority of society isn't able to overcome that the obstacle of making choices on a regular basis that are going to benefit them yeah Yep. So you're kind of touching on something that's called analysis or paralysis by analysis. And, and what it is, is a lot of people, and I was, I'm very guilty of this as being an information gatherer. Uh, you read a book, a self-help, Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, all the big names, and you feel like just because you read it, it's part of your life. But which isn't true though, it's not part of your life until you do something with the knowledge you're reading. So yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, people, oh yeah, go to the seminar and I feel pumped up. But when you go back to then your normal life and you're not gonna do anything different, nothing can change. And I think that, you know, people, like I said, without that goal or direction though, you get caught up with the little stuff, the watching the sports or maybe you're too involved in your kid's schedule or you know what it is. But that that paralysis is very big with a lot of people. and. and People will say, hey, do you recommend a book? I'm like, I don't recommend books because there's no point to reading it if you're not going to do anything yeah. about it. I'm more like, well, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Then maybe I'll you know, recommend a book that might have something for you. So. Well, a book is a good place to start because, funny story, Matt, two years ago when I met him, I was in this place where I was stuck. And he recommended a book. He said, uh, check out the shit. I'll never <laughs> the forget it. time he does recommend yeah. a book. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget it because it was the first chapter book to that point in my life that I completed. And it was Jack Canfield, The Success Principles. Yep. Um, I was stuck. I was looking for something more. I was watching motivational videos on YouTube. Right? Motivation is that thing that comes and goes. It's not. Um, but he recommended that book. And I remember completing. Well, he said, I'll just read the first chapter. See how it goes. All of a sudden, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm saying this book is talking to me. This is, I'm that guy that's stuck. I'm that guy that, and um, also in that book, I know it touched on something that was life changing for me, but the E plus R equals O. Mm-hmm. Can you emphasize on that more? Can you go into that? Because that was something that, uh, when I read that book, I said, wow, that's, I don't know, it just hit me. Yeah, that, that's a big rule. I mean, that's, that's one of the major talks is taking responsibility for your life. So for those of you who don't know, E plus R equals O is that you have an event, Plus your response equals the outcome in life. And um, I don't think people realize 
the extent of your power over your own life. You know, we all say, oh, my job's not working out because the customers suck and they won't buy or the economy's bad. Nobody's buying right now and you and you stay in those things. But what you're doing is you're making yourself a victim saying, I can't be successful because of fill in the blank, right? The, the government, the president, the economy, my wife, whatever it yeah. is. And you stay a victim because now you're saying, I can't be successful until say Salvador does something for me. E plus R equals O means I can't change an event. The economy might suck, but my response can change and then I can change my outcome that way. So even though the economy sucks and I'm in sales, maybe I have to do something better. Maybe my marketing's gotta be better. Maybe my pitch has to be better. Maybe, you know, things like that. There are things I can change to get around a bad economy because people are still buying. So E plus R equals O really, really makes a difference because then you stop focusing on where the problems and limitations are and you take the responsibility of saying, where are my opportunities and my resources? So like you said, Salvador, that's such a big lesson that most yeah. people just don't get is like, it's up to you if you want to, to make yourself successful in any area of your life that you're trying to change. And it, it, once you take the responsibility, then like the weight's off your shoulders waiting for someone to grab you by the hand <laughs> and take you to where you want to go because that just doesn't happen. You might get help from people, but that only comes in once you say, I need help or I'm looking to do this. You know, I said I don't recommend books, but Salvador says to me, I'm stuck and frustrated and I need something. And at the time, it was perfect. I'm like, you need to read this book. This one will give you. And so that's what happened is he took responsibility and said, I am having an issue and I want to get over it. And then there it is. So that's how taking responsibility can make a big difference in your life. I like that it uh, kind of revolves around having a different perspective, you know, because you're in that, that victim role. But if you can get outside of that and you realize that there's other ways to attack it, uh, to change your perspective on the, the situation, yeah, it might be rough, but there's a million different outcomes out there. You, you choose which one you want. Absolutely. Yeah, it puts you in control. Now you're in control. Um, real quick, because we just wanted to go a little bit deeper if we could. Um, what, what's, to, to this point in your life, what is one of the hardest things you had to overcome, and how did you overcome it? Myself. Our, our biggest uh, adversary is ourselves. You know, every time opportunity knocks, the only thing that closes that door is your limiting beliefs, your fears, and your self-doubts. I mean, it's so crazy when you're like, oh, I should do this, and then you get all timid because you're like, oh, I've never done that before. Yeah. It's all new, it's all, I don't, it's unknown. And then it's like we have this fear of rejection, we have these fears of failure. Um, and it seems like, you know, we, it's that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, I think. You know, it's just a, a cultural thing that you have to look good and you have to, you know, everything's gotta be going right for you to fit in. And so that really was it for me. It's like, I never knew I had that. I never would have said, oh, I'm always wondering about what people think about me, but that, that's what it was. So the biggest struggle for me was just saying, I, it's okay for me to wanna be a coach. It's okay for me to wanna be a speaker. And I can go do this even though, you know, people might not think this is the path. It's not traditional. It's not, tra thank you, yeah, it's mm -hmm. not traditional or whatever. It's a, it's a new way of doing things. So, yeah, really just getting out of my own way is the biggest obstacle I'm overcoming. And I'm still working on it. I think that's a pretty good ongoing thing oh, yeah. that takes some time because, you know, you have years and years and years mm -hmm. of putting up these walls and these blocks and listening to other people's doubts and stuff like that that you take on. So, yeah, just trying to constantly keep my positive thoughts and focus on what I want to do instead of where it could go wrong or how I could look bad and things like that. So yeah, it may be uncomfortable, but it's actually really exciting yeah. you know, to put yourself in a place that's new. Yes. It might be a little scary, but wow, 
holy crap, there's so many things that can that can happen here. That's Absolutely. what you call the growth mindset, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the growth mindset, and I like that you said it's like your kind of like your comfort zone area. And I got to be honest, I hate the comfort zone because just by saying it, you're kind of setting up that negativity, like oh, you got to do something you don't want to do. And I think that puts like a fear in people. So I've just changed it in my mind, and I say this is my growth opportunity. Do I want to become yeah. the person? who can go make that money or go do this or have that relationship, this is my opportunity to become better. You know what I mean? My wife and I's relationship has gotten a lot better because like instead of shutting down or fighting or just having one of those stupid, you know, relationship arguments, it's like our goal though is to be a better couple. So it like all that problems, all that stuff that would come up before goes by quickly now. You know, you still get mad, you still get angry, that stuff doesn't go away, but how do you handle it? How long do you stay mad? You ever been in a relationship and you're mad for like a week? What the hell is that? You know what I mean? Who wants to be mad and, and, and carrying around that for a week? And that's something that like we learned together. Uh, it's just a great example of like a mindset was like, this is a growth opportunity. Let's get through this, get past it and move on. And then you get back to the good. You know what I mean? The idea of leaning into it, which is something that me and you talk about a lot. So mm-hmm. lean into your struggles because it's, you're going to grow. We can't lose. Right. Like it's a win-win situation for yourself with that growth mindset. Sure, sure. Um, you know, being it's around graduation time, I thought I'd ask you a question that involved that. Um, what advice would you have for high school students getting ready to jump into the, the working world and the, the real world? The real world? Yeah, Whether real it's college or, or a job yeah, or you know whatever what, it is? Um, you know, either students, you know, high school students going into college or maybe even college students who have got a degree and aren't sure what to do with it. Uh, what, what kind of advice might you have? Uh, be open to what you want to do. Um, you know, unfortunately, when, when we're born and we're growing up, we're, we're actually born perfect. We know what we want to do. I mean, if you think about little kids, I don't know if you, Salvador, you've been around a little kid now, but <laughs> they go for what they want. My, my, my youngest, you know, will jump off the couch, she'll do this, she'll do that. They just go for what they want, but it's not until a parent or a teacher or someone's like, can't, don't do that. Don't touch that pot of time. And you start hearing all this. And unfortunately, at a young age, we learn to start seeking approval and how to fit in with what's going on around us instead of staying true to what our own desires are. So for somebody who's in some sort of transitional period, especially coming out of school or switching jobs, it's clarity. It's what do you really want? You know, get in tune with what you really want and then you can figure out how to make a career out of it or how to you know how to make a life change out of it uh, one thing that i think people struggle with is when they're thinking about what they want in life they right away stop themselves because they don't know how and it's just like we talked about before it's like anything new you do you don't know how to do it that's part to be expected so never put how and what together you want to figure out the what first and then you can start figuring out the how, right? Like yeah. you want to earn a million dollars. If you already knew how you do it, so you obviously don't know how to do it. So you say, this is my goal. And then you start talking to people and you're like, oh, maybe it's a, maybe I do a podcast business. Maybe I have to do this. But then you start doing things to get your what. And a lot of people say, I want to make a million dollars. But I don't know how to make a million dollars. There's no way I can make a million dollars. Maybe I'll make 500,000. I don't know how to make that. And you keep just scaling back your dreams, you scale back your desires. And the next thing you know, like you said, you're stuck and struggling and uh, you don't know what to do. So, so anyone in a transitional period is just get in touch with what you want. Don't be afraid to say, I want this. You don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. Just, just know what you want first because then you can start working on the what, the how. So, what... Matt, what would you say is your definition of success? How do you define success? Living free 
living happy, being content with yourself, doing what you want to do, making a positive impact to me, that's success. Because uh, I think failure for me was that stuck, frustrated, not knowing what to do feeling. You know what I mean? It was just, and it's not even like the money or anything makes a big difference, but it's how you spend your day. If you're making an impact, I think we're all here to help somebody in some way. Uh, some people do it on a grand scale and some people do it on a, a very micro scale. You know, like just a good mother or a father in a relationship that takes care of the family makes a big difference to those, you know, few people versus someone, say, who's on stage speaking to a large audience. So, but in some way you're going to help people. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, in the intro we had, you talked about the, the lock and yes. what, what was... It was uh, happiness. Happiness and success are like a combination lock. So if you ever you ever have one of those old bike locks, you know you got yeah. six or seven numbers on it. Um, even if you have the right numbers, if they're not in the right order, you can't open the lock. And I think people think success and happiness is this far out thing that's, that's unfathomable. But there's there's steps to it. And that's what I've learned through my coaching and my training and what I'm teaching people is once you put all the numbers together, success and happiness, just like the lock, open up for you. You stay positive. You get clear. You take responsibility and you take actions on what you want to do. You know, it's not complicated, but it's always not easy because of our limiting beliefs and fears and doing something new and getting in that comfort zone or growth area that we talked about. So, so it's really, you know, just putting it together and knowing that it's going to work out fine. So that's why the combination lock is so, a pretty good analogy. So happiness, what do you believe happiness comes from? What is it? Where does it come from? From within. Within. From within, absolutely. I, I mean, love that. Yeah. Most people think it's external. It's something you chase and you wonder, it's like that illusion in the desert, right? You see the water, you think you see it, you get there, yeah. all of a sudden it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> or it's that new TV you want, you buy it and you love it, and then a week later it's kind of like it's worn off, right? That's why the, 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 the small victories and people don't do the long-term goals, you know, like health and fitness. It's like, I'd rather just eat a donut now because I feel good. Um, but it comes, like you said, it comes from within. If, if I needed my wife to make me happy or if I needed my job to make me happy, again, I'm the victim. I'm not taking responsibility for it because now my wife has to treat me a certain way or my boss has to give me a raise or, you know, whatever it is. So happiness comes from within. And I think the main thing is, is you pick out what you want in life and then you learn how to grow towards it because everyone thrives when you're growing and progressing towards something. That's when it's fun. And, and your, your point about school and that transition, I mean, if you think about it, you start kindergarten, you know what the next step is. First grade, second grade, all the way through, you know, it's just you keep going and then all of a sudden you stop and it's like, what's next? People get jobs and they stay in that same job. They're not getting better professionally. They're not growing personally. Their relationships aren't growing. They're not moving towards anything. And that's that stuck frustrated little cyclone that people stay in and that I was in. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, do I make more money or how do I do this? Maybe I need a new sales job. You know, maybe it's it's not any of that. I wasn't becoming a better person. I wasn't growing into anything. Happiness comes from growing into stuff. I mean, have you ever put together a project or worked on a painting and then you finish it, you paint a house maybe, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, you feel that accomplishment. The same thing's true with life. And if you can set those goals to become a better person, become someone that makes an impact, you're growing into something and that's where joy comes from. Ah, let's see, I think we've got a couple more questions for you. Uh, what a... When you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you think of? 
Uh, I have a few affirmations I do every night before I go to bed and every morning when I wake up. You know, affirmations are just a good way. Um, I talk a lot about positive thinking and keeping your thoughts positive, and affirmations are just a deliberate way of doing that. Um, because sometimes you just have random thoughts. You know what I mean? You'll have a thought. I mean, especially with kids, like, oh my God, are they going to get hit by the car out in the street? You know, and, but you don't have to settle on those. And so what I do in the morning is I always have uh, affirmations that I go through. Like I'm a great coach. I'm a great speaker. I'm helping people. I'm making a difference, things like that. And it gets me just in a good mood and it's just a great way to start the day. So, and it gets out of bed. It gets you It gets excited. me out of bed. And then another thing I do is I like to shower when I first get up, but then I also do a lot of like stretching maybe like push-ups or anything, something to get the body going. So I got my body going with some stretching, some push-ups, and then my mind's going because I'm telling myself all this awesome stuff. And, and that's a good way for me to start my day. So, so that's, that's right. your morning routine that you use every morning? Every that, morning. That's awesome. Every morning. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and I've gotten up earlier. So that was another thing is I got rid of Sports Center, you know, <laughs> every night. But instead of sleeping in until the alarm went off, and then rushing around to get ready and getting the kids ready for school and then feel, and then you feel that crazy i now get up at like five in the morning and i have time to stretch on my own in the quiet and meditate and, and set my day and set my intention so instead of getting up automatically feeling rushed and chaotic uh, i wake up and i feel calm ready and intentional and that's a huge difference and i'm i'm the type of person who love to stay up till midnight and sleep till 10. you know if, if the schedule would permit my schedule doesn't permit and like i said i would do i chose to do anything to change things around and getting up at five is one of them so i get up at five now i'm i'm, I'm huge on that morning routine i shared that with dustin and i told him that's by far the biggest change that i've done in my life is the morning routine so like you said i wake up every morning five do my stretching they're pretty similar yeah. uh go into my prayer then i go into meditation uh, well it's called priming uh, yeah. Tony Robbins priming, oh, yeah, yeah. where you do the gratitude, uh, you get a, the three things that you want to accomplish, and you picture them as done. You see them, walk around, feel it's done. And it's different than just wishing for it, but um, I love it. And then protein drink and little light workout, and body's ready to go. You're not in reaction mode. Whereas before, where it was. You know, you wake up, you check your phone, you wake up, you turn on the TV, what's Sports Center? Yeah. And all of a sudden, from that point on, it's reaction mode. And now, it, by doing this, I found you're able to create space and be able to respond rather than react. Absolutely. So I love, I love the morning routines. That's great. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. You can so. go about things in an, in an intentional way, you know, with, with real thoughts behind them instead of just being like, whoa, rush, rush, rush. Like, Yes. this that and that yes and that's the thing too is you have for me i have the three things that are going to move me towards my big goal right mm -hmm. the three things i just focus on and i build an emotional connection to them so that helps me stay disciplined when i go out through the day i'm saying okay i got these three i got these three emotionally connected go out and all of a sudden i have discipline instead of doing this i said no i'm going to do this <laughs> that's right yeah yeah so. that's great that's a good morning routine too <laughs> yeah one of the biggest keys is that I think it's important for all people to have some time for themselves, intentional time for themselves to, to focus and to get your mind in the right place. And you'd be surprised what meditating does and how that really connects you and zones you in. Uh, I find myself thinking about my meditations later on during the day and it, it's neat. It really puts you in the moment. Yeah, meditating is one of the biggest tools I've found helpful too. And that's one of those things I always blew off 
like who, who wants to sit still for 20 <laughs> minutes right that's like one of those things i just i just didn't think i could do it i told myself i can't do that i can't quiet my mind that sounds kind of funny you know someone says i meditate you're like ah, i don't know about you <laughs> yeah yeah but it's been a great tool for me absolutely it's, it's a life changer so i got one more question here for you matt sure um say everything you've ever taught has been erased everything you've ever talked about just gone what are three truths that you would share with the world that you know to be true? What are three things that you say, these are true? If I could leave you with these three things, I would leave you with these three things. Mm, that's good, man. <laughs> Should have thought of three things, you guys. Uh, <clears throat> number one uh, that comes to my mind right away is you gotta love yourself. You know, I think we, we again, it's that outward, that outward pull I think we tend to, to, to go to to be happy and to find satisfaction, but it really starts by loving yourself. Because when you don't care about the, the noise around you, you're a better person and you, you do better things. So number one is love yourself. Number two is you create your world. Too many people allow life to happen. They're like, oh, go with the flow, make the best of your situation. And I'm like, that is bullshit. You create your life. If you want something better, you go get something better. Um, and, and when you tie that then in with helping other people, that's when you find purpose, that's when you find passion, and that's when you find uh, your, your little sweet spot of life. So, so yeah, definitely start with loving yourself, and that's gonna lead to loving other people, and you find that passion, and, you, and you're in control, and those are the three things I think would make a big benefit to your life. Wow, I love those ones, that's awesome. Thanks. Um, so Matt, we're where could we find you? Where, uh, what's your website? How can we get a hold of you if we need to? Um, sure, yeah, I appreciate it. The best way right now is to go to makeinspiredchoices.com. Uh, just getting that remade right now, which will be good, but there'll be a contact form. Uh, I have my own coaching program that's going to be online. It's uh, launching it actually probably in about a week. Uh, so there'll be information on that. I also do some sales training, but uh, I just want to create a place where people can find information to start making their lives better. I think people who go to work and they're dragging and they're sucking and they're settling and struggling and wanting more, there's a way out. You know what I mean? There, there's different ways. So find someone you like, whether it's me, whether it's you guys, Tony Robbins, whoever it is, you know, start following it, start doing something. And, and, and so that that's the point of the website really is. Surround yourself by the people that you are inspired by. We, we talked about that earlier a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who you hang out with makes a big difference too. So I just want to be one of those positive influences in people's lives. So yeah, Make Inspired Choices is the best place to reach me. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm going to tie one little bonus question in with uh, fulfillment. Um, what one thing really fulfills you uh, in, in your day-to-day actions, I guess? But in your career, what is one thing that really just makes you blow through the roof making people happy making people laugh um, I've always used like my sense of humor to kind of bond with other people uh, so yeah definitely just bringing that happiness out of people and especially now that it's a focus it's so cool because I realize so many people don't experience happiness enough so yeah that's what that's what really does it for me is just giving making people have a good time learning something and getting motivated awesome well we're uh, very glad to have you on our show today and uh, it's been awesome. This is our third episode now. Uh, oh, nice. We're, we're getting our, our own footings, learning a lot. So these conversations with the people we look up to are awesome. Great learning experience. Uh, Matt, thank you for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, 
uh, really inspiration in my life. So it's awesome to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Or you guys too. I want to acknowledge you guys too because you guys are great examples of just doing something. You know, you find something you like and you go with it. So I really appreciate you guys doing this. Whether the podcast lasts forever or not, but you're on a path to doing, like you said, what fulfills you and makes a difference. So thank you guys for what you're doing. This is great stuff. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, Matt. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. This is the Fulfillment Heroes Show. And uh, you can find us on uh, principlesoffulfillment.com, uh, Fulfillment Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles and model of fulfilling life. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Peace out.